0: You're here, and we're glad you're taking time to listen to real stories of the God who is with us. Stories from real people experiencing a real God. And here to encourage and inspire you with their stories, as well as his own, is the real Alan
1: Dial. Well, well, greetings. We are coming to you from Studio Z about the father's business this is real stories of the god who is with us and i am excited oh my goodness i am so excited today I, it's just amazing <laughs> I, I mean i gotta say it listen if you are, have tuned in before and listened to us if you subscribe to this podcast and you have listened before in the past you have heard a familiar voice uh every time it comes on giving us the opening and the intro and the, and the breaks in this podcast, I got him in the studio today.
0: <laughs> and he's delighted to be here.
1: My old friend, Steve Cox. Uh, Steve and I go way, 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 way back. Our families have been connected yeah. since the probably 60s or 70s, I know.
0: And even further back, and I'll talk about that in a moment, but go ahead.
1: Okay. So, I'm as my daughter always says, I say this all the time on the podcast, stoked. I'm very stoked to have Steve Cox in the studio today.
0: I like that word. I use that word a lot myself.
1: Yeah, Steve. Man, I'm telling you, man, I've I i just. I've been looking forward to it. Let me tell you what I did. I vacuumed the floors. <laughs> I, 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 I mopped. I cleaned. I even <laughs> used some air freshener in the air in the studio today because I am so excited about having you here today. This is... Uh, Steve and I, listen. I, I got to say this before you get started, because I, when as a kid, I always looked up to Steve Cox because Steve was always the one who stepped outside of the box, who, uh, uh, who stood for something for, uh, and and didn't waver in, in every little wind of doctrine that came along, but stood for something. Uh, and and as a teenager growing up, as a young uh, a young man. I needed that in my life. Somebody that I could look to that uh, wasn't afraid to call something like it was. Not wasn't afraid to go against the norm, um, and and that. But but that I also knew deep down in his heart that loved God. Amen. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let me, without further ado, <laughs> the one and only Steve Cox.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it, Alan, and I'm so thankful. That God in our lives has brought us back together every now and then, and and for this moment, yes. Just to first start off, when you when you first called me, and you've you've told me about how that you ended up calling me, as you were preparing to put together these podcasts, and when you call me, it was just to think of God without any particular purpose in mind of us working together on this, doing anything together, but it's those kind of things that God has used in our lives to bring us together every now and then. So throughout the years, every time I would hear uh, you on the other end of the phone, when I answer the phone, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, something's cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. So it was really great when you started telling me about what had happened in your life and what God was leading you to do. And when, that, when you began to explain that to me, when you told me your story, in my spirit, uh, I, was, I was on board. I knew God had definitely spoken to you, that God had done something very specific and very dynamic in your life, and that God had something for you to do. And, and in my spirit, I connected with that as you were sharing with me. Yeah. I connected so that once you got it all laid out on the table, I knew God had wanted me to help in some way, to do something. So, and understanding that with my experience and my background and the things that God had brought into my life and the way that he had directed my life, I knew that there was a very good chance that I could do something to help. And so I was so excited to come on board and be a part of this. This is great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I had no idea at the time that I was talking to you that that was the way it was going to be. Yeah. But God knows he knows exactly where you're at, Absolutely. at all times. And yes. he knows the very intent of our heart. He knew what was headed down the road for me. And, you know, even back before, when I had this major heart attack mm-hmm. and kidney cancer, and, you know, really, I had four cardiologists tell me that I should have died. Yeah. Shouldn't be here. Yeah. But I, yet I am here. Right. And it's kind of like this, I, I, I and I say it all the time, It's it's for me to be about the father's business. Yeah. And this is what I felt like I needed to do, was to tell the good news, the gospel, the the love of Jesus that I was shown in the back of a med unit, and the cross yeah. of Calvary. Yeah. That was important.
0: The dynamics of that, too, is understanding the fact that you aren't just here. You are here. Yeah. that's That's a miracle of God. You yes, are here. Yes, but it it's not about just being here. It's about continuing to follow God and do what he has called you to do, because he has made it possible for you to be here and so it, it, he's such a great god that he redeemed you he delivered you he saved your life your physical life yes and in doing that what can he not do <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> he, he can do it all he can do it so, all so so i heard your heart and knew that you were really stepping out in faith this wasn't something that you were familiar with. It wasn't something that you had done before. I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you continue to walk in faith. And, and in my heart, when we talked together, I wanted so much to encourage you to keep going with this. Because I, I heard from your heart, this is what God wanted you to do. Yeah. And I knew what it's like. I know what it's like to face things and to face discouragement and to face obstacles that keep you from, it's Satan trying to keep us from doing what God has called us to do.
1: Yeah, brother, I, I, heard, all, I heard the voices all the time. Yeah. You're not able, you're not capable of doing this, yeah. you know? And, you know, honestly, when I first, the first one I ever heard of my own self, I was like, this, how can that country boy? <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's the way we all are
1: when we first start hearing our voice. And
0: yeah. I've been in radio for over 45 years. I first got into radio a long, long time ago and worked to a variety of radio stations. But it was in combination with always being in church ministries. So I was preaching while I was in radio, or I was in radio while I was preaching. And so God was using all of those things to develop the skills, to give me that experience, uh, to grow me in so many ways. And so I, I understand clearly God has blessed me. With skills based on talents, based on giftings, natural as well as supernatural giftings. So to be able to come to a point and use what God has given me to help you and others out oh, just yeah. thrills me. Yeah, I man. get so excited about that, being a part of what God is doing.
1: And I think that's, that's the whole point. I think that's the reason. Amen. Yeah, I believe. You know, I always looked up. You know, I really wanted to be a photographer one time, yeah. just because you were a photographer. You know, <laughs> I even bought a camera one time just because you told me what kind of camera to buy. Can you believe that?
0: <laughs> I believe that, and I understand how those things happen. I was pretty
1: much a failure at it, though. So, you know,
0: and that was one of those uh, experiences too that that I did do a lot of photography, a yeah. lot of photography, and I got a story that in a moment, if I remember, I'll I'll tell you okay. about that. Uh-huh. But in doing the photography, too, there were just things there that God was teaching me through photography. One of the greatest uh, um, things about doing photography is—and, and, you know, I could take landscape photography, and that's great because I love seeing God's creation. Just amazing. So mm-hmm. I love landscape photography. But the thing that always thrilled me was taking portraits, pictures of people, mm-hmm. and when they see the pictures, oh yeah, how that blesses them. How they love that to capture just a moment, just a moment with that little twinkle in the eye of that kid or that just blessed expression from that young woman or that young man. It's just always exciting to share that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm laughing because you took a picture of us one time, my family in Griffin, um, and I had a baby blue leisure suit on.
0: Ah, yes. The leisure suits. (laughs) Probably 50% of the people that are listening right now say, what in the world is a leisure suit? Is that where you go out and relax on the lawn?
1: (laughs) Exactly. You know, I can remember, though, going out and leaning up against a tree like I was something out of a JCPenney catalog. Yeah. yeah. You know?
0: That was so awesome. Yeah, that was part of it, too. And looking back on some of those those photos, you know, I realized... I did capture a moment. It was yes, great. Yes. You know, it was just a moment in time that I captured. That's one of the things that I really liked about photography, still photography. But I, I love videography as well. And and there, there are pros and cons for each for the still photography as well as the video. Um, but it is, and, and that's part of the creative nature that God has given me, and I've really enjoyed it. But all, it always came back to how am I serving God? And it wasn't that I was asking that question. It was just, in my heart, I want to serve God. So whatever he put in my hands, Moses, God says, what's in your hand, Moses? And God said, what's in your hand?
1: Mm.
0: More importantly, what's in your heart to do with what's in your hand? Oh, yeah, that's good. And so in just following God all along, sometimes he used radio, sometimes he used photography, sometimes both. To be able to fund me, to be able to help me have an income, to be able to do ministry, so in all of that mix uh, throughout life, there were so many things that I've done that um, because of the grace of god i've learned from those things mm-hmm. it's not that I always made the right choice I've made some poor choices in my life well hadn't we all but I learned through those too by yeah, the grace yeah. of God, you know right. it's beauty from ashes, yeah you know, I, oh yeah, I burned things up. And had nothing but ashes left to show. But God brought beauty from the ashes um, just simply because my heart was to follow Him. That's what I wanted. I wanted to do what He wanted me to do.
1: Well, I can remember as a kid because we used to go um, probably early in your marriage, uh, 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 your married life, uh, we used to go to your house as kids, as teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you used to have, and it was always about, this was always, this is what impressed me as a young man way back in the day. Cause I mean, you know, you're okay. <laughs> Are I, you getting into the age category. I'm about to mess up here, but, <laughs> but, 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 but I, I know, I mean, I, I turned 60 last June, so I'm 60, I know, but you're a little and bit,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm older,
1: you're older. Okay. <laughs> Let me just say older. But uh, I can, you know, one thing that impressed me, Steve, so much greatly back in those days in the early, when I was a teenager, uh, hanging around you guys were, was your heart uh, and your wife as well, see you as well. It was a heart of prayer. Mm. You guys used to have prayer. I mean, all the time. Yeah. I mean, you remember those days? Yeah. I mean, we used to just kind of all gather around, sit down and pray, you yeah. know, and it was really good. Yeah. Uh, as a teenager, I don't know that we do enough of that now, praying even as adults, but uh, there's power in prayer. It yeah. really is.
0: And a big part of that, prayer is, of course, communicating with God. Yeah. And in and a, probably a more true sense, it's communing with God. And that, that's a different take on the word communicating. It's communing with God. And coming together like that, and we have, we've had such incredible times mm. doing just what you were talking about. But coming together, we are communing with God as we're communing with each other. Mm. And the power that God shows in those moments is incredible. That's his design. We are the body of Christ. So when we come together to commune together with God in focus during our communing time, it's amazing what he can do in us and through us. As we commune with each other and commune with him. Those are, those are power-packed moments because we have, as we commune with each other, it isn't just on the vertical, on the horizontal level, but it's on the vertical level as well because we're inviting God in our midst. So the communing together as human to human mm. becomes power-packed because we are focusing on the vertical worship, the vertical communion. And God is coming in and power packing
1: our time of communion together as brothers and sisters. That's good. I'm going to take it in my offering. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's just me and you here buddy. Oh yeah, that's right I don't, right. I'm I don't know what you're going to get out of that
1: <laughs> uh, But I'm telling you, that you're, you're dead on Because honestly, with all the stuff that's going on in the world today I mean, it's yeah. amazing yeah.
0: Oh yes, yes
1: uh, You know, honestly, for, for weeks now For weeks, I have been feeling this in my heart I even told my wife about this, uh, this Yesterday morning or this morning uh, but, but for weeks, I have been feeling that We need to focus back on God, mm. focus on God. You oh, know, yeah. Peter, Peter, when he was in the water, you know, he said, um, Lord, help me. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he said. Simple words. Simple words. And immediately, the Bible said immediately, mm-hmm. he picked him up and and he said, oh, you know, why, <laughs> why did he, you even doubt me? Why did you doubt? So I think that we need to, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, and not focus on who's going to fix what, but fix, you know, look to the ultimate, Problem fixer, you know. Absolutely. And uh, And those
0: things are distractions. And that's the the perfect intent of Satan. If he can get our eyes off of God, then he can build fear, anxiety, doubt in our lives, steal our joy, steal our peace. They don't belong to him. They're God-given. But he comes and steals it, and we allow him to because we're not keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Oh, that's good. So with that— all of the distractions, and you're so right. Mm-hmm. We have had so many distractions. Yeah, the pandemics are distractions. Yeah, exactly. The elections are distractions. All the politics, politics are distractions. Yeah, all of those things. And it's, it is it is not that we want to ignore those things. No, and we want to participate in the way that God wants us to participate in those things. But at the same time, the most important thing is that our focus remain on God. Even as we get involved, I'm very much involved in ministry, and, and media is a strong part of what I do in ministry. But that can become a distraction too if I'm not careful and keep my eyes focused on Him. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. comes down to that. Why am I doing what I'm doing? And if that the answer to that question doesn't focus on God, then we're missing the mark. Am I even if I'm working at a grocery store? If I'm a clerk at a grocery store, why am I doing that? Yeah, because God has placed me there. That's exactly right. If God has placed me there, then God has something He wants to achieve through me in that moment, in that place, in that time, that season in my life. What I'm doing it doesn't mean I'm always going to be a clerk at a grocery store, <laughs> but while I'm there, God wants to teach me something and He wants to use me yes. while I'm there.
1: You know, in my business, we 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 use the acronym WIN. W I N what is important now mm. and that's really wow. where it's at i mean you yeah. know with, with god i, I, I and, and ever since my episode ever since my yeah. near death experience yes it's been one of those things where and I, and like i said in the very beginning of this podcast series is that you know basically i when i started this you know i grew up in a preacher's home right you know and so i knew about god i i thought i knew about the love of god but i never really knew steve about the love of God in a tangible form uh to to, to the extent that I do now yeah you know it's it, it just like a just a revelation of his love and and you know so i decided what is important now in my life right right now right and that and i think right now it's important that i tell people especially in the day in which we live right now yeah, yeah. uh about the love of jesus and the cross that he died on yeah. and, sh- and proved his love for people, yeah. you know? And you said in your announcement when you brought, and I didn't tell you, I mean, we might, I don't mind telling the people that's listening to this, I didn't tell you what to say uh, on this opening of this podcast, but you nailed it. I mean, absolutely nailed it, which I think was a God thing. Amen. Um, that, you know, the God that is with us is the God that loves us. Mm-hmm. And if he loves us, he's with us. Yes. Absolutely. Amazing.
0: And nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And Paul does a great job of pointing out height nor depth. Uh, in nothing. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And we are sometimes um, disconnected with God because we feel like that God doesn't love us. God doesn't care. God's not in this moment in my life. And if we're looking at the truth of God in his word, we absolutely know. God says, I will never leave you, never forsake you. So he is here, whether we recognize it or not, he is here with us in this moment. Jesus said in the sixth chapter of Matthew, he's talking about don't worry, which is not a suggestion, it's a command. That's right. Don't worry. He said, look at the birds of the air. The Father takes care of them. How much more does he love you Mm -mm -mm. than those birds of the air? Then it gets down to but instead of worrying about what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. In other words, you seek God, you seek his kingdom, you'll have it. Mm. But you'll also have, as you're seeking God, putting him first, and his kingdom, what he wants you to do in his kingdom, You'll not only have those things, but you'll have all of those things. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? All of those things that you tend to worry about, God's going to take care of that as well. Wow. But then he says, take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow will have enough trouble of its own. So, yeah, now. Yeah. Now, what does God want me to do now? And we we can't—it isn't that we shouldn't prepare for tomorrow. I'm not saying that, you know, you don't need to— Build up a retirement fund. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But are we so living for tomorrow that we miss what God wants us to do today? At this moment, right yeah, now. Right now. Right now here in this studio. Yes. <laughs> and it's easy, It's easy. so easy to get uh, so into our future that we totally miss what God is doing in our life right now and wants to do. Uh, sometimes it's a matter of we get so busy doing something. If we're going through the grocery store or wherever we are on our jobs, we're, we're in the middle of this project and we're so busy and we've got our mind on what we're going to buy off the shelf and all this stuff, and God's got somebody walking down the aisle. God's got somebody in the cube next to you, the cubicle next to you, mm-hmm. that's going through something that God wants you to use you to speak to them. But we're so caught up in what we're doing, we miss what God wants to do at that moment right now. And we can even become so distracted that when that person approaches us with a broken heart, mm. we don't even have time for them. That's right. We say, uh, "I'm sorry. Can we talk about this later? Um, I've got this stuff I, I need to take care of now." And I know that there are times where you know we, we've got stuff we got to do. Mm-hmm. I know that. But how many times are we just missing? Absolutely missing, being the healer. Mm being the comforter. That's good. Being the provider that God wants us to be as instruments in his hand
1: to use, to bring to other people. You know, I've gone out in the car and left those situations and went out and sat in my car and went, oops. Yeah. (laughs) I should have said something, you know, I should have acknowledged that person at that moment of time. You know, and it happened to me after my heart attack on several occasions, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I'd be in a restaurant or something, you know, in the, and the Lord would just quicken me about something. You know, mm-hmm. say, "Look, are you just going to ignore <laughs> what I've done for you? Yeah. You know, that kind right. of thing." Because somebody else needs to know it, and that's yeah. the reason. That's that's another part of this podcast. I want yeah, absolutely. I wanted people to know, and and I know there's plenty of people out there that's got a story. I'm not unique. To this right. but there's plenty of people that's got yeah. something God has done for them yeah and that's a that's a perspective too that's great to take because we
0: understand I'm not the only one that's it God is so <laughs> big he's covering the world and there are so many incredible stories all around the world oh yeah about the God who is with
1: us yep and you even said while ago the the sparrow he sees the sparrow that falls right but that same god holds back the sea with his hand wow that's yeah. important hey I'm gonna take a quick break how about that yeah and when we come back, man, I tell you, I don't even want to stop, really, because I. <laughs> but I want I want to take a quick break, and when we come back, because I want to let the people know how to make contact with me, and but but I want you to just keep on talking to us, Steve. You're, I feel God's presence in this studio today, yeah. because I believe you know not only is this for people that are listening to this podcast, but it's for me as well, us. Us as well. (laughs) And I'm thankful that you're here today. I want to tell you that straight up. I'm thankful. Amen. I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on Real Stories of the God who is with us.
0: Alan would love to tell your story. Have you experienced a moment with God that has changed your life? Your story could be the inspiration for others to lead them to the realization that God is truly with us and wants us to know him personally and intimately as a daily experience. Connect with Alan in an email to alan at realstories.us, A-L-A-N at realstories.us. Here's Alan with more of today's real stories of the God who is with us.
1: Yes, that's alan at realstories.us. Make contact with me. If you hadn't subscribed to this podcast, please do. And Welcome back. I, I just, I, I've got Steve Cox in the studio today, and I'm so proud to have him here. Uh, I, and I may, this may be a long podcast because I may not get you back.
0: <laughs> we put that in God's hands, don't
1: we? <laughs> yes, we do. Well, tell us, uh, tell us what you've been doing lately. I know, uh, or actually just give us a little background on you. Cause you know, you've been doing like you, you mentioned it earlier about being in radio for many, many, many years. And, uh. But I know God's doing other things for you with you and for you right now, too. So just share with us where you're at right now.
0: When I was 18 years old, I'll start there. When I was 18 years old, God called me into the ministry. And it was one of those moments that there was no doubt God was ready to do something in my life. And it was just all about me surrendering my life to him. And it was a moment in time. Um, It was those times you knew me then. But um, you remember those two youth teams that traveled around those two summers? This was the first youth team that I was a part of with a woman of, with a great heart, Annie Mae. Yes. Her, uh, when she died not too long ago, her last name was Sproles. She had married, but Annie Mae Hill was her name at that time. And in her heart, she wanted to put together a team of young people to go around and conduct vacation Bible schools and help out with youth camps and things like that, and um, great woman, yeah, and that was that was such an important time in my life. So it was that first team, and it was like the first vacation Bible school. And and this reminded me of this while ago when you were talking about missing a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, as the the <clears throat> pastor of the church was dismissing a service one night, and this was probably. May have been the last night of this week of vacation Bible school. Um, he did that familiar and I'd heard my dad do this. You probably heard your dad do this too. All minds clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know, I wonder what would happen if somebody said, Well, mine's not. How about that? Well, it, it did happen.
0: <laughs> but he was and, and that was the reason was he wanted to make sure that everybody had, had a chance to say what was on their heart. That's right. And God was speaking to me. Man, he was like, now's the time. Now's the time. And I, I was my soul was churning mm. and i knew that there was something i could say i needed to say i just didn't know what it was for one thing and then i was scared to for another which was kind of odd in and of itself but it was like this moment okay this is a this is something god is doing so i missed it i kept putting it off i kept putting it off and he said all minds clear and then he went on and started talking when nobody said anything he went on and started talking as preachers are apt to do, Right, just kept talking. And so I told God in my heart, all right, you give me one more chance. I'll do it. I'll do it. Just give me one more chance, and I'll do it. And he came back around again, and he said, all mine's clear. Mm. And I stood up, and I stood before all those young people and children and just poured my heart out. I don't even remember what I said, but it was from my heart.
1: A God moment.
0: A God moment. And in that, I want to encourage as we were talking a moment ago of how we miss those opportunities yeah. sometimes god is using that opportunity to remind us that we don't need to miss the opportunities <laughs> so we don't live in regret and, and we do sometimes it's important for us to say god forgive me I'm, I'm sorry i missed that moment please forgive me and help me to be more aware of it next time but don't live in regret God, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And it's done. It's done. That's it. He's forgiven. That's gone. So we move on from that and try to be more sensitive in the next opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened in that moment. I just made a commitment to God. I, I, I won't miss it again. God, you give me another chance. Mm-hmm. I won't
1: miss it. And He did. You know, I, I, I feel like that, Steve, in my situation because mm-hmm. I feel like God give me an opportunity a second go round. Yeah. I've told people that I work with, I've told other, I've told everybody that I've talked to about this situation period is that I do not want to blow yep. my second chance Amen. because you don't, know, you know, a lot of people, you, you, I believe that God is a God of second chances, you know, Amen. but I, but I also believe some people miss those so many times that they, they can't go back and get them, you know. There's a problem
0: with that, and, and I understand exactly where you're coming from. And here's the issue. There are so many—as long as our heart is open, God is merciful. But the problem is the, the more often we turn God away—and I can't say this happens every time, but I, I would say I'm, I'm convinced that it's most of the time—the more often we reject Him, mm-hmm. the harder our hearts get— and the more likely we are to continue to reject him, and that's a dangerous place to be.
1: Yes, it is because we almost get like we don't. Well, I am not going to ask him anymore, and I am not going to do it anymore because I've just failed it so many times. You know. Yeah. And I right. think there there may be somebody listening today out there mm-hmm. that feels this same thing. And I God knows my heart right now, Steve. And I I hope somebody hears this that you know that that will reach out and just yeah. I mean like like Peter did. Get, you know, Lord, help me. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got to say. You don't have to be some big speech or some, right. you know, dynamic movement yeah, yeah. of of communication to God. You just got to call on his name. Yeah.
0: Which is the incredible thing is that God's always listening. Yeah. He is the God who is with us, and he is always listening. Yes. Yes. It's not like he's with us but he's not paying attention to us. That's right. <laughs> he's paying attention to He
1: is. <laughs> you know, we talked I talked to my coach friend on the last episode here um uh last week, a couple of weeks ago or when we did the podcast and he he made a statement about that because we were talking about the Peter uh Peter and Jesus walking on the water and yeah. and you know, the Bible doesn't say how close Jesus was to Peter, right? But when he called on him he was right there, right there. And so instantly, immediately. It yeah. said, yeah. "So, I mean, he could have been across the lake there somewhere, or across the sea a little <laughs> ways, you know." But, but when, but when you call yeah. on him, he said, "I'm closer than a brother to you."
0: Yeah, and he is right there, right here where we are. So, when God called me to the ministry, um, Annie May, bless her heart, said, mm. "All right, <laughs> i it's guess time for you." So, from ev- from then on. Every place that we went, she had me up preaching. Oh, that's awesome! Now that scared me to death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was being thrown in the water when you can't swim to learn how to swim. Mm. But he is the God who is with us. Yes, and God was with me, and God, God taught me. One of the aspects of that too. I'll just throw this in. I'm not going to get into too many details. I'm probably already into too many details. <laughs> but this one aspect was so very important for me as well. When I realized that God had called me into the ministry, and I knew that part of that, not all of it, I didn't know the whole picture by any means, but I knew that part of it would be sharing the gospel. So in my heart, I, I was so bent on making sure I understood the word well enough to present it as it truly is mm-hmm. not to misrepresent the word oh, that's good. that's always been in my heart. I want to truly represent the Word of God as it is. I don't want to misinform people right I don't want to I don't want to do anything heretical. I don't want any anything to come out of my mouth that is not truth I, yeah. wanna, I don't want it to be a blended truth. I want it to be absolute truth. So that caused me to study, 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 really pray hard and just pour myself into the word to be able to understand it and allow God to deliver it through me. Now, you know, that's our part. Yep, yep. We do what we can. God does the rest. Yeah. Ooh, does God
1: ever do the rest? Yes, he does.
0: I, I knew that I could prepare, but it's, it never was enough, but God would use me anyway. Yeah. In, in spite of my... Weaknesses and my failures, God used me anyway, and I've learned that throughout all of my life. So that was the beginning for being in ministry. And like you, I was raised as a preacher's kid, yes. and I knew what that was like, um, and the dynamics of that
1: <clears throat> did make a difference in my life, truly. You know, I was thinking about, and thinking about this podcast today, I have a vivid memory of your, your father. Mm. Um because I was young. I, I just remember, you know, I was at that age of in, uh, to being impressed, really, you know, like something yeah. happening, and I really catch on to it Yeah. Uh, as, a, as a young boy. But uh, your, your father had a way in the, uh, when he was preaching and ministering, um, to captivate your mind by something he was saying and the way he was saying it. Yeah. I remember this as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, putting the hammer to it. Do you want do you Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like yeah. he just had a way of, of of captivating you on the thought that he was about to deliver, and then he delivered the thought, and it, that thought never left you. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. he was just a, a great man. I, I thought the world of him, and my grandmother she she talked about him to her dying day, and yeah. uh, that was her preacher. You know, yeah. so and that relationship began with your your family your father
0: and his family began before I was born yeah uh, in Carrollton Georgia yeah my father was pastoring there and that was before I was born um, wow. one of my sisters was born there um, so they were with my my two older siblings were with mom and dad then in Carrollton so that began that relationship. So that your father had a, a great respect and love uh, for my father, and, and he really loved, oh, yeah. loved your father as well. So isn't it amazing how God put together those kind of things yes. so that you
1: and I would meet. That's right. And we would be here like this today. That's true. My grandmother, I mean, even after your your father left that ministry— I mean, for years, she would never accept right. anybody else that came to that <laughs> church, you know, as right. a minister. You know, it was like right. uh, Pastor Cox is my pastor. Yeah. You know, so. And that was the impact that he had on people's yes. lives, really, yes. in the community as well
0: as um, in the church. as yes. too. And he had that impact on my life. I saw him as a father, uh, an earthly father, and I saw his shortcomings, yeah. I saw his weaknesses. He wasn't a perfect man by any means, but I tell you, The way that he was perfect Mm. that continues to impact my life is he perfectly loved God.
1: Yes, he did.
0: And that made the difference. That showed me. That showed me that I didn't have to be flawless in everything, but I could still love God and serve God, and God would use me to impact people's lives for his glory. That's good. So that part of the process that uh, through time and and getting married was a wonderful experience. God just— Really opened up Well, ministry.
1: Well, you married way above your means.
0: Way above my uh, what I deserved. Honestly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, and my wife and I, Celia and I, were just talking about on the way up uh, um, how that God just put that together. And there are so many things in our lives that if it had happened a different way, we'd have never come together. That's right. But God had directed all of those things in our lives, good and bad, in the sense of good and bad he used the bad things in a good way to make sure that we came together and it was absolutely uh god that brought us together and god that has kept us together today
1: well i was around 15 or well 15 or 16 i can remember when we lived in griffin and um and and i i, I remember you guys being the perfect couple do you know what i'm saying i mean it was just one of those <laughs> yeah. it was like those storybook um, uh, the prince and the princess, you know, kind of thing. So, uh, I can just remember that as a kid, yeah. you know, young guy.
0: And that's the the incredible thing too. That as we live for God, our lives will glorify Him and have impact on other people's lives because it's God being shown revealed through us. Yes, doesn't mean that we've been perfect by any means. We've been flawless in all that we've done, but because we our intent is to serve God, He uses what other people can see to help them understand their own relationship with God and what they can have in a relationship with God as they view our lives. And that's for all of us. That's right. As we just go through our daily lives serving God, doing what he wants us to do, we are glorifying him, and that makes a big difference.
1: And honestly, I think that's what we're supposed to do all the time. Yes, absolutely. To, you know, just make that effort to do it, you know? Yeah. So what's else been happening to in your life? I
0: know— Well, a ton of things in between that time and this time, but uh, bringing it up to date more recently, uh, God placed us in a church where we thought we would never be, but he did it in an incredible. He did it like he does stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and the key was we were not serving at a church uh, in particular at the time, and this church needed a pianist. Okay my wife was working at a christian bookstore and a lady that worked with her was a part of the church that we're at now and her husband was the minister of music and still is so they had a pianist that was going through about with cancer Mm. and the lady eventually even died from that so so c was asked to come in and fill in and help out and when the lady died they needed to find a permanent pianist and Sia has her own story that I won't even get into.
1: <laughs> we we need to have her on the show one day. So.
0: That's right. Her story is well worth hearing. Wonderful story. Um she resisted, but she knew it was God. So she ends up becoming the pianist. We were attending another church, but we weren't committed to that church and ministry in any way. Just being there and worshiping and helping out a little bit here and there and doing things. Mm-hmm. So when she came to be pianist, it was also required that her husband huh. joined the church as well. <laughs> <always> so, good. <laughs> uh, and it was that place in life where God was doing some um, God was doing some healing in our lives, and so I just came into the church and I said, I had a conversation with the pastor and I said, "Look, here I am. Here's what, here's the way that God has gifted me. Here's the experience that I have, and any way that I can serve you, uh, as God leads, I'll be happy to do that." So I went in kind of under the radar, and God just began to open up doors here and there and here and there. And one of the most significant things was I was—the Sunday morning, what we call Sunday school classes are small groups at this church for the most part. So we were part of a small group, and the leader of the small group was away often doing missions work. So he would ask me to fill in for him. And so I would teach, and then there was another small group leader that, when he was out, he would ask me to teach. <laughs> and this is one of the gifts that God has given me. Yeah, is in teaching, sharing the word. So I was really enjoying, and people responding to it real good. And, and I'm thinking, uh, you know, this is great, but I got too much going on. I don't. I wouldn't want to be a small group leader. I'll just fill in. Right. And one day, first chapter of Jeremiah, I was studying that for filling in for the small group. And God comes to Jeremiah and says, here's what you're going to do. And Jeremiah says, I'm too young. Right. They won't listen to me. I'm too young. And God says, do not say you're too young. And God lit up my heart and replaced those words with, do not say you don't have time. That's right. And in doing that, it was just, again, one of those God moments. I knew what I was supposed to do. So I just opened up to the appropriate people and I said, uh, look, I know God wants me to do this, so however I can work in that capacity, I'll be glad to do that. So they brought to me and Sia the idea that I had not even thought of. There was a real need for a small group for young adult couples, say 20-somethings or 30-somethings, basically. So that was exciting. So we began to put that together. And that was probably about four and a half years ago, something like that. Wow! And it, it, it's been it's been amazing. It's been incredible.
1: You know, I <clears throat> I was thinking while you were, were were talking right there, it's it's one of those things that you know, like like when you first said to me on the telephone, and I I said I'm thinking about because it dawned on me, Steve Cox has been in radio forever. <laughs> Steve Steve Cox has the ultimate. I've had people call me on this podcast and say, "Hey, who is that guy that's your that does the announcing at the beginning of your podcast? And I tell them, and they go, "Do you know him? Yeah, I know him. He's a professional." You know, so I, I've had plenty of people tell me that, and that you know, you're, you've you've had the voice for radio for a long, long, long time. But I remember thinking on the phone talking to you about this podcast. I never it never dawned on me. Yeah, you know. And then, but, but I remember the words you said to me, you said, praise the Lord. I believe that this is exactly what God wants you to do to minister. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I remember you saying yeah. that to me. And so a lot of times our idea of ministry or I- I- idea mm-hmm. of doing yes. the call of God on your life yeah. is not always the way we think it ought to be.
0: Absolutely,
1: You know, uh, you know, you, you may have thought in the early days you were supposed to stand up behind a pulpit like your father did, which I thought that for my own self, right. you know. Right. But that's not always the way God plans things, right. you know. Uh, you may be uh, holding on to a piece of wood in the in the storm, in the sea, you know, right. headed somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. But it's important that we are where God wants us to be. That's right. And that's what I've seen where we are right now. It's not the church that I would picture this being at. It's not the kind of church we grew up in, which is fine with me. Not a problem. But it's where God God wants us to be. So that led into, as I had an opportunity, um, getting more involved in media because they were lacking some of the video capabilities. And my experience, I just offered to help out come March of last year. Mm we had already been talking about live streaming and getting the equipment that we needed to set up to do that. And that was part of the, part of the plan. We were going to do that. Um, we got the equipment in, and two weeks later, boom. Yes. The bottom fell out. Yeah. So suddenly I'm putting in hours and hours and hours, getting everything set up, getting everything ready. So it, it, for me and for others, it was obviously, I was there for such a time as this. Yeah. And because we were able to continue to communicate with our church family as well as others around the community, around the world, we continued to minister, effectively minister and share. We were started off, of course, as many churches did, recording right. our worship times and then playing them back uh, on social media. And then we came to where we were meeting back in the auditorium, a few people and then more, and then more, and we're still doing that. But there's still some people that, of course, don't feel comfortable to be right. together, right. and we're still ministering to them. So I would not have seen that when we first went to that church. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew that I really enjoy media and was willing to help out any way that I could. But, again, it's just one of those moments where you see, it's for such a time as this, you know, God has me at the right place the right time. And it doesn't fit the mold for when God first called me in the ministry that I thought, if you were called in the ministry, here's what you do. Right. Here's here's the format. That's exactly here's right. What, here's the plan that you follow. And that was basically what I was pursuing for a long time until God says, I haven't put you in ministry to lead a church, but to help those who are leading the church accomplish what I've called them to do in that's, that ministry. That's awesome. And it's a wonderful place to be. Well, you know, whenever you're where God wants you to be. It's a it's the perfect place. You got peace. That's right. And even it doesn't mean everything's easy or everything's going to go just right. Mm-mm. I stumble over myself so many times, and I'm so disappointed when I do. But at the same time, I know that's where God wants me. So I keep pushing ahead. Um, and that's an important lesson for us all, too, is what, whenever we stumble, we stumble. Don't let Satan beat you in the head and stomp on your back. Because he will. He will. Mm-hmm. As long as you let him, he will. That's right. But instead, stand up in faith. Bring up that shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Pull out that sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and quote Scripture to him just like Jesus did when he was tempted in the desert and the wilderness.
1: Amen, brother. And put him in his place. That's right. And continue to move forward. But. Because the, yeah, the, the scripture says, he that endureth to the end will be saved. That's right. Yeah. So there's some things we got to do, you know. Yeah. And yeah. most of the time, Steve, God knows, like we, we've we talked about, it, we've probably beat this dead horse, but but, <laughs> but God knows exactly where you're at. at. At any moment of time, he knew that morning uh, that I was going to have a heart attack, yes. you know, and a massive heart attack, you know. So he, he knew all of that ahead of time. It was nothing that— caught him off guard he's he's on time god he's never early he's never late he's right when he needs to be there he's there yeah and it's not our schedule it's not our schedule and it's really not a lot of times it's not even the way we think because if you told me i was going to sit be sitting in this little studio right here uh talking on a microphone and recording stuff and sending stuff out (laughs) over the airways uh in in the shape form of a podcast when i really didn't even know what a podcast was right Right. i would say "Mm, no No. not happening God has not spoken to thee. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, but that's what he said. Yeah, but here we go. Here we go. Because my son said it this way. He said, "I said, well, I hope one person hears this, and 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 is changed. Their life is changed forever." And he said, "Well, Dad, it will never be just one person. Yeah, never be." Yep. Somebody's life has really changed. They're going to tell other people about it. And that's right. exactly what God wants us to do. Amen. It's the
0: ripple effect. And it does have that impact. One of the other other ways that God has really used me, of course, is in radio. I, I have <laughs> over the years, and this, again, is over 40 years, um, I've worked at 15 different radio stations. Awesome. Not all of them have been Christian radio stations. But every time God put me into a radio station, Christian or not, I learned something. And for the secular stations that I worked for, I understood that God was teaching me things that I could take into the Christian radio station and help in that way. So the current radio station that I'm working for, I've worked there since uh, 2010, and um, that was a surprising event as well. But I had worked there three times before. So I would work there for a period of time. So this is like over a 20, 22-year period. Wow. Wow. I would work there for a period of time and then feel like that God was calling me to devote more time into church ministries. And so I would do that for a while, and then things would begin to change. And one day I'd get a call from the station manager, who's who's no longer with us, and the station manager said, well, you're about ready to come back? And the timing was exact, just perfect. 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 Yep. Yeah. So that happened three times at the last time that station manager died, and the—, the there was one of the employees there, one of, some of his own staff, that was going to be taking over as manager of the station. So he asked me to come back. And this has been the longest stint that I've been there, 10 years, right at 11 years that I've been with this radio station. Um, and it's a Christian radio station, North Georgia Christian radio station. And um, it, it, even working secular stations, they were exciting. There were things that I really liked about them, and there was a variety of things that God was teaching me through that. But of course, uh, never as much joy, and joy is different than being happy. That's true. Never as much joy as when I was able to work at a Christian radio station in ministry.
1: And well, see, I, well, see, I wanted when I started this podcast, and I started listening to myself on a set of headphones. I went, that don't sound like Steve Cox. <laughs> let
0: me, let me, uh, <laughs> let me tell you what kind of headphones you have to buy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, tell us the exact ones because that's the ones I'm getting. <laughs>
0: and again it's one of those things where i knew god gifted me when i first got into radio yeah i want to give you two cents for the sound of being a professional i just, yeah right right years later many years later um my two youngest were pretty young um one was probably like eight years old and the other was like 12 13 years old And uh, I found a cassette of my first radio job. Wow. And I listened to it, and I'm thinking, oh, that is so horrible. So I wanted to see what they thought. So I didn't tell them what it was about. I just said, listen to this. So I let them listen to it. And I said, you know who that is? And they said, no. And I said, (laughs) thank you, Lord. (laughs) So when I started off in radio, I was a work in progress for sure. But God brought the right people along. Secular radio, Christian radio, God brought the right people along to help me understand what I needed to understand, as well as in ministry. And even in going to college, when C and I first married, we went to Oklahoma Mm -hmm. in Oklahoma City to go to school out there. And I had a choir director there that took time to help me with some voice lessons. Mm -hmm. And just one of those people that was so instrumental in my life. It was short-lived, but he pointed out some things that I really needed to know. So over the years, God helped me develop that skill so that I could be more and more effective yeah. in radio as well as the pulpit, yeah. and it's been a part of his plan.
1: You know, I can remember as a young boy, you know, uh, I keep referring to that because I guess I'm younger than you, but <laughs> yeah. but, but I can remember, uh, you know, any time, any event that we had, uh, we, we were both a part of a, a particular organization uh, at one time, uh, and, you know, Anytime there was any event, you know that was the first person that was announced. Let's get Steve Cox because he has the voice for it. You know that one one of those things. So. Yeah, yeah. But
0: it's um, always been a, a real joy to serve God in in a way that comes. Um, he's made it so. Um, he's he's put himself so much into that skill set in my life that I've seen how it glorifies him. And why would I turn away from using what he's given me for something else, for my own glory? Yeah. Number one, for my own glory. And so for every opportunity he's given me to glorify him, I can't say I've taken every opportunity because sometimes God said, yeah, you could be effective here, but that's not where I want you. Right. And so I step away from that. But when I have had the opportunity, it's just a
1: real joy. Well, I've kind of asked him why I'm doing this at yeah. all as a ministry, you yeah. know, because this is not, uh, this is not, I don't really have any expertise in this at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've never had a problem talking. My, my family will right. tell you that, right. but, um, but at the same time, and I'm an instructor now, I mean, I, yeah. I have been for many years and, and, uh, you so know, you've been in, you were,
0: you were in front of people
1: all the time
0: talking with people yeah. about things that are important in their lives that you are qualified to speak to those people. And that's a way that God's using you. Yeah. Um, So, but he he uses that experience too to bring it to this mic so Mm. that you can talk with other people. Being a witness for Christ means that you're telling something that you know about.
1: That's right. That's what it is. That's That's what what it it comes down to. And I
0: know about this deal. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So you're just talking about what you know about, what you have witnessed. Yes. And you're sharing that with people. In the hopes that they also will discover that God is the God who is with us, yeah, and that He does love us.
1: On that note, let's take one more break, how let's about that? It. And when we come back, we're going to wrap this thing up. But I want to—I'm I, I, listen. As far as I'm concerned, this could go on for days. <laughs> I don't need anybody to listen to it, but it could go on for days because we have—we I've have, have really enjoyed myself already great, today. Great. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on real stories of the God who is with us.
0: As you're listening to today's podcast and you're wanting to know more about the real God who really loves you, there's a way to discover him and how to have that personal and intimate relationship with him. Email Alan for resources and encouragement as you begin your journey to new life. Alan at realstories.us. Or you may already be on that journey, but would like to know more about sharing your story with others. Again, the address is alan at realstories.us. Here again is the real Alan Dial with more of today's real stories of the God who is with us.
1: Yes, and I hope that you will listen and something that you have heard today will cause you to reach out and get on that journey. Um, Again, we're back in the studio and I'm so glad to have Steve Cox with us today. Man, I want to just tell you publicly, if this is, this is not really public, but close enough, close enough. But I want to say, I really do think uh, the world of you, I love you and Celia, I mean, I have all my life. I cannot re- ever remember a time when I go, when I went, you know, I, I just really don't like Steve Cox. <laughs> because, I mean, listen, you were in my wedding, you took my photographs at my wedding, and yeah. you, do you realize that's been over 30 years ago?
0: <sighs>
1: yeah. hmm And, uh. And, you know, there's been plenty, plenty of time. We could stay here for weeks and talk about experiences we've had as right. young people. Right. But uh, tell us what's in what you see God doing right now in the world today, and then just tell us what you, what you feel like in your heart is for our future as we end this program today.
0: I think the whole key really is based on the premise for this podcast is realizing that God is with us. He really is with us. And the things that you and I have been sharing in these last few minutes express that. That God has been with us throughout our whole life. You've been through some tough times. I've been through some tough times. Anybody our age group has been through a lot of tough times. Mm-hmm. Just You you don't have to be so very old to have gone through some tough times. It's life. Yeah. And some people have been through much worse yeah. than you and I have been through. Oh, Yeah. But the fact is that God is with us no matter who you are, no matter where you are, whatever your circumstances are, no matter what the struggles are that you're going through, God is with you. That is a most important thing to remember. Second thing to remember is, yes, God loves you. The third thing to remember is, God wants relationship with you. That is why you were created, to have relationship with God. God, we are created in his image. That means without God in our lives, there's a hole in our lives that only can be filled by relationship with God. The absolute most important thing. It is so easy to get so caught up in what's going on in the world around us Oh yeah, that we only see those things that are going on in the world around us. But there is a very real supernatural realm that is even more active than what's going on in the world that we see with our eyes or hear with our ears when we're listening to the news. But it is very much involved with what we see. The supernatural world is very much involved with the natural world that we see, and much of what we see in the natural world has been caused by what's going on in the supernatural. Satan is at work and he is at war and we are a part of the war. We're a part of the struggle. It is spiritual warfare in our lives day by day. Now, we may not be facing demonic powers that some people are facing in the world now or have faced or will face in the future, but we're facing Satan every day of our lives. And the little things matter. Mm -hmm. How we respond to the temptations, the attacks, of the enemy satan determines where our faith lies and where, where or if how or if our faith grows as long as we're keeping the focus where it must be on our relationship with god and, and the only way you're going to be focused on god is if you if you got relationship with god and we're not talking about religion there's an element of religion that goes along with the relationship with god but it isn't really religion no. It's the impact of knowing someone. I am in a relationship with my wife. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I go through rituals every day. It is not a ritual for me to say in the morning, Good morning, love. Mm-hmm. How are you? Right. How did you sleep? Uh, it is not a part of a ritual for us to come together and pray together. It's just what's in our relationship, it's a part of our hearts. And we grow together by by sharing life together as we are moving into our struggles as well as our times of rejoicing and celebration. That's right. The same has to be true in our relationship with God. The most important analogy that God that Christ makes concerning our relationship with God is a marital relationship between a husband and a wife. He is we are his bride. Mm. Now that's absolutely relating to a marital relationship. That's right. We are the bride of Christ. As members of the body of Christ, we are the bride of Christ. So we can see that in marriage now that the the incredibly incredible dismay that we experience in life is there's so much, so many broken marriages. Mm-hmm. And there are so many reasons for the broken marriages. But it really comes down to Look, the only reason that C and I have such a wonderful, and we do have a wonderful relationship. Yes. The only reason is because our lives are focused on God. She has a relationship with God that is solid. She doesn't have a relationship with God that flows through me. Her relationship with God comes directly from God. That's it now. She finds the strength that she needs to be the woman that she needs to be. That makes her the wife that she needs to be. That makes her the mother, the grandmother, the great grandmother that she needs to be, and she is good in all those things, as well as ministering to other people as a woman ministering to other people. She's a director of Mom's Ministry at the church that we're at right now, and and just God is just using her to really minister
1: to those. That's moms. awesome. That's awesome. But
0: the only way we can do that, the only way we can have the kind of marriage that we need, is if we are first. In relationship with God. But when we are, then we have that marriage relationship that matters. And we are ministering to so many people within the church that they're single moms, single dads, broken marriages, broken relationships. And it doesn't mean that if you've got a broken marital relationship, then you're no good to God. Not at all. Because God heals hearts and heals relationships. But if you want, The kind of relationship that God uses to compare our relationship with him, a marriage relationship, if you want one that's truly righteous and godly, you got to have a relationship with God first, first, as just a part of this to help us understand this. Sia and I, I, I knew Sia basically all my life. Her brother, who's a couple of years older than she is, he and I were friends. Uh, our families were friends, our families knew each other. Her grandparents, her parents knew my parents. Uh, so we grew up knew, knowing each other, but not until not until about uh, seventeen, eighteen years old did we really really see each other as a, a person who is an adult basically right, right. an adult. Uh, she and I became friends before we fell in love. I absolutely respected that woman. She impressed me so much. I wasn't in love with her, but I thought I—I I, I just see her loving Jesus. Mm-hmm. I see her as God in her life, and that—that that developed a friendship. Mm. And then God just sort of opened the veil, <laughs> and I fell in love with her. Yeah. Um. So part it, of the plan there. Part it, of the plan. absolutely. Uh, and and even part of that plan. Funny side <laughs> notes here. Even a part of a plan. She was dating a guy, and her father didn't really like the guy. And so I was at, and this was in Florida, my father was preaching at a, uh, a campground for some special homecoming meeting or something down there, and her father and stepmother were there, and her father comes up to me and he said, would you write Celia and just kind of distract her from this guy? She's dating a guy, and I don't, I don't think that he's the right guy for her. So would you write her? I never did. Well, not at that point. But I'm sure somewhere along the line he's still thinking that he got this relationship started until he died a few years ago. Awesome. But things like that, that it wasn't man. That's right. It wasn't me. It wasn't Celia. It was God. That's right. That made that happen. So in our relationships, and here's, here's our hope, absolutely, with all the garbage that's going on in the world, and there's so much going on. There's only one ray of hope and it is the light of Jesus Christ. That is it. With that light we're able to see the darkness for what it is and the truth for what it is. There we go. There are so many things being said that are just the wiles of the devil. Deceit. Deceit. Trying to deceive the world so that he can set up his own world order and destroy The church. That's right. The light of Christ. So that's his objective, to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his purpose.
1: And I think those two keys, you just said it, Steve, is fear and distraction. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. It's fear and distraction. Fear paralyzes. That's right. Come on. For me, the
0: presence of fear is the absence of faith. The presence of faith is the absence of fear. Oh, that's good. So when we start to be real anxious, full of anxiety, mm-hmm. to the point of fear and terror, that means we're not trusting
1: God. And then any can, anything can happen at that point. That's what happened to Peter. He took his eyes yeah. off of Jesus. He started looking around at the storm. Yeah. Instead of the storm creator, the person who could save him in the storm, he, yeah. took, he looked at the storm. Right. And that's what we're doing right now.
0: When he looked at the winds and the waves, he said that. Is going to destroy me. That's right. That's exactly right. When he right. looked at Christ, he saw him as Savior. Savior. Lord. So when he got out of the boat, and, and and full of faith, he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you. Right. Oh, great man of faith, Peter. And so he's <laughs> Jesus said, Come.
1: Come. Well, there you go. Come on, Peter. And you know you notice the Bible didn't say Jesus walked over to him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Isn't that amazing? Take that
0: step of faith, get yeah. out of the boat, walk on the water. Walk on the and water. he saw Jesus as a human creation, a human being walking on water, Jesus in the flesh walking on the water. So when he realizes, Jesus, if it's you, invite me to come to you. <laughs> That's it. And Jesus said, come on. So he gets out of the boat and is walking on the water. But then he turns his attention to the destruction. What could kill him?
1: Distraction, too.
0: Fear. Very distracted, yeah. And sunk went under the water. Jesus was there to help him out. So in the middle of all that's going on, if you are afraid, if you are shaking and quaking out Mm. of fear in your life,
1: look to him. Absolutely. (laughs) You may have
0: turned your eyes off of him, but it's not too late to turn toward him again.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And see him for who he is. Yeah, because you know, the, the very next verse in that scripture said that when they got in the boat, The storm quit. Yeah. Calm down. So all we got to do is think about it. We got to get in the boat with him. Yeah. We got to ride this thing out with him. Yeah. Uh, We can't be looking at anything else. We got to hold on. Listen, it reminded me of this, Steve. When my mother was passing away, she had cancer and had fought it for about three years straight. Mm -hmm. Wow. And on her deathbed, I was sitting next to her and I was holding her hand. And very vividly, this came into my mind: that my mom didn't have enough money in her bank account. She didn't have enough clothes in her car, in her in her closet. My dad was sitting right across the bed on the other side from me. Mm. Uh, he was a minister of the gospel for forty-seven years, preached yeah. and evangelized all over the. And, and 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 my and in my mind as a kid, I had a hotline to the throne. Yeah. You know, yeah, he okay. couldn't do a thing for her. There was nothing that could happen in this world that could keep my mother here. But what was in very important at that moment in time was was her name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Did she know Him? Yes. As her personal Savior, yeah. that's the only thing that matters. And I think every one of us on this earth is going to meet that if He don't come back and get us sometime. Yeah. And we live long enough, we're going to meet that very same thing. To where we're we're at that crossing. And in and, and 2019, I could feel the other side from where I was standing mm-hmm. in the back of that ambulance. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like a, a heater radiating on the wall. I could feel the other side, you wow. know. And I remember thinking, though, that we're all going to reach that at some point. And it, and it it just wasn't my time. But at some point, it's going to be my time. Right. And what's most important is, do I know him as my personal savior? Absolutely. That's what's important.
0: The thing that will give us the ability to, um, to face those things is our relationship with God. And you, you begin a relationship with God long before you hit the struggle. You It's so important that we know going into the struggle who he is and that we are his yeah. in the middle of that. The thing that we face, too, in the middle of all of this that's going on all around us, if we, if we look to that and become so afraid, it will consume us. And we will be defeated. Yeah. Keeping our eyes, being in relationship with God and keeping our eyes on him isn't about changing the circumstances. It's about changing our hearts. That's
1: right. Seeing it in a different different view. Yeah.
0: Totally trusting in God. So you see the mountain caving. You see the volcano volcano erupting. You see the hydrogen bomb being blown up. You see all of the destruction all around you. God is still God. That's right. And even if the circumstances don't change, God is still God. And what is important is that we allow God to bring peace to our heart and enable us to endure to the end for whatever's happening. And God does have a plan. God, God was not unaware <laughs> no. of all of these things that are hitting all around us. But he's got a plan in the middle of it. And I've seen it in the church. I've seen God do incredible things through this pandemic. I've seen God do amazing things and reveal himself. But I've also seen God doing some winnowing in the church, separating the wheat from the
1: chaff. That's right. That's right.
0: And that's important
1: too. That's very important.
0: There are those in the church that are religious but no relationship with God. And sometimes God's got to do things in our personal lives in the church, in the world to set things up according to his plan. Now, the question is, am I in agreement with his plan or do I have my own plan that I'm stuck to and determined to live by? I accept his plan, his way, and find his peace through it all.
1: Because, and the key to that, honestly, Steve, you just nailed it right on top of the nail, but the key to that is, that what you just said it's not for our glory yeah and if you're if you're in the wheel just like this podcast i mean i'm doing this for the for his glory yeah because if i was doing it for my glory i'd be doing something different Yeah. Right. Does, does that make sense Why, absolutely I, you know so and, and you know and i know people don't people don't, and I've been in Christianity all my life I mean I I was I was I accepted the Lord as my savior when I was a kid ke- a long time ago you know a right. young teenager but at the same time uh you know there, there, there comes times in your relationship that you you're not paying attention to the relationship yes you're doing your own thing yes but but I can remember and it, this always was hard for me to understand I mean you know we were talking about faith the three Hebrew children said it this way even if our God does not deliver us Mm -hmm. from this fiery furnace, we're not going to bow. Right. So in in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of, of of political turmoil in the, in in the middle of all kinds of powers and principalities all out there, everything that's happening in the earth today, even if it, even if everything goes upside down, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to bow. Yeah. We're going to hold true. And 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 cuz I want to hear him say to me kind of what he said to Peter. When he pulls me up every time, he goes, uh, <laughs> you know, why did you doubt?
0: Yeah. The uh amazing thing about God's grace in our lives is that day by day he pulls us up out of the
1: water all the time. Thank right. the Lord cuz if I I would be long drowned, wouldn't you? Yeah. Right.
0: Way I'd be at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> yeah, me too. But the also the incredible thing is how many times that we don't even reach up to him That's right, and ask for his help. More often than not, we're saying, I'm good, God. I got this. I'm going to figure this out. I'll let you know when I've got it all figured out and I'll get back with you. But instead, he's right there, and all we have to do is say, Lord, help me. Cast all your cares upon you. Mm, for he cares for you. That's exactly Remembering, too, Job's experience. Oh, wow. Though God slay me. Yet will I trust him. I see it. That's absolute faith, isn't it? That's absolute, that's absolute trust in God. Yeah. And some some people that are listening right now have been going through some tough, 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 lost tough. Lost jobs. Times. Yeah. Sick. You know, mm. all, all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. I don't think anybody could go anything through anything worse than Job. Uh, he lost all of his children, he lost his possessions, and his wife turned on him, and there he sat miserable. Scraping all of those sores on his skin, just to find some relief in such pain mm. and yet he says, though God slay me, yet well, I trust him.
1: he knew something mm. you know my mother, when she was passing away i mean she took uh she took three and a half years of chemotherapy, sick two weeks at a time all the time every Whew. every you know every month she would you know two and a half three weeks out of the month she'd be sick, wow just suffering like crazy. And a matter of fact, to the point that at one time I went to her and I said, mom, look, if you don't want to take no more of this chemo, don't take it. Yeah. You know, just right. go on and see the Lord that you have served all your life, you know? Yeah. And I used to wonder that Steve, why my mother, my mother never drank any alcohol that I knew of, you know, yeah. uh, never smoked a cigarette, just a godly woman, you know, yeah. and then she was burdened down with this cancer. Yeah. And, uh, but, but at the same time, through all of that, all of that suffering, I used to leave her house for fifty-one days straight. I left her house every evening, and I would say, "Mom, anything I can do for you? No, just pray for me." <laughs> she never complained—not one time. Wow! I, I did hear her say one time that she wished she hadn't had w- wished she that, that she didn't have to go through that. Yeah, but she never complained about yeah. it. Right? She just she knew who. Who held her in his hands, you yeah. know. And she even said, like, you know, after she died, I found the scripture in her Bible. She had it boldly marked with stars around it. It was her, <laughs> the only scripture I ever know that was her favorite scripture in the Bible. And said, Let's the let the words of my mouth and, and the meditation, meditation of my, of my heart, heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Before we leave today, I want to say that it's been my privilege. I have felt the love of Jesus in this studio today. And, and your words of wisdom has just gave me a boost in my faith. But what I'd like for you to do, this is probably unorthodox for a podcast, but <laughs> I'd like for you just to say a prayer over us. Mm. Would you do that? Yeah, sure. Just for everybody that may be listening to this podcast at some point, and, and for us, and for me, and for, yeah. and for our families, and for everybody that's going through what they're going through right now out there. Uh, yeah. that God will be real, and he is the real God, and uh, and he's the one that's with us. Yeah,
0: Father, when you reveal yourself to us, sometimes we're amazed. Sometimes we're just flat-out scared to know that you are that real. But we need to see you, God. In the middle of the storms, in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the hatred, in the middle of the divisiveness of the world, Whew, how divided we are as a nation. In the middle of all the sickness, in all the hope in a vaccine, and yet, is it? Is it the answer? Will it take it away? But the only solid rock is you, Jesus, the cornerstone. That we can hang on to. That we can build our lives on. That we can trust in. It's so easy for us to trust in so many things. So the government, send us some money. Well, we'll be okay. But will we? We want more. Send us more money. Send us more money. We look to the government, we look to mankind, we look to humans, we trust in humans. And sometimes we trust in our own ability, saying, I'll get out of this. Somehow I'll get out of this. Somehow I'll survive. But you, God, are our only hope. And when we look to you and reach up and say, Jesus, save me, mm. we find the reality of that hope so much more beyond that because some people have done that. I remember 9-11 when, wow, the churches were overflowing for a very short period of time, and then everybody's back to the normal ways, forgetting about you. But it's so much more than just a one-time experience. It's so much more than being pulled up out of the water one time. It's about saying, I'm in your hands forever. I'm in your care forever. I'm in love with you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I am yours, O Lord. So help us to understand that more clearly. It's so much about understanding. You, Jesus, came as the light of the world Mm. to bring us understanding of truth, absolute truth, who you are, the way, the truth, and the life. So, God, for those that are listening right now, and I realize that some will be listening in a few hours, some in a few days, some in a few weeks, and maybe even some in a few years. But you're still the God who is with us. And in the moment that they're listening right now, you've brought them to this moment. You've brought us to this this podcast to hear what's been said and to hear this prayer in this moment. By the power of your Holy Spirit, you are speaking to their hearts, and their hearts are so hungry Mm. for you. Their hearts are so broken. Their hope is all gone. And now they're ready. Ready to receive you for who you are. Ready to surrender all to you. And in this moment, By the power of your Holy Spirit wooing their hearts, drawing them, it is time for surrender. So they say to you, God, forgive me. I'm sorry for turning away from you. I'm sorry for not believing in you. I'm sorry for sinning against you, sinning against others. And I surrender to you. Not just in this moment, but all of my life I give to you. Save me, O God. Redeem me, O God. Deliver me, O God. There is no other. So we cry out, in your name, Jesus, acknowledging you are the Son of God. Yes. You are Savior. You are Lord. We believe it in our heart, and we confess it with our mouths, and we receive your gift of salvation right now. We receive the hope that you're putting into our hearts right now, renewing our hope, renewing our strength. And now we turn. We turn the corner. We get off the path we're on, and we get on your path of righteousness. You're the lamp to our feet and the light to our path, and we will walk in your light and serve you to the end. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Amen. Amen and amen. Wow. What a wonderful, wonderful prayer. And I just want to say again, it's been my pleasure to have you here, Steve. I thank you for it, brother. Thank you for the invitation. And until next time, on Real Stories of the God who is with us, Let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. And until next time, be about the Father's business.
0: inspiration, and encouragement. There's more of that in Alan's next podcast, so be sure to subscribe so you won't miss it. We welcome your comments and questions, as well as your own story of your moment with God that has changed your life. Keep in touch with an email to alan at realstories.us, alan at realstories.us. And don't forget, the God who is with us is the God who loves us.